0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. What a joy to see you today. Thank you for your faithfulness in coming out. Thank you for all of you who are listening Thank you for the good response I received this week. Thank you, Dr. Guy in Tennessee. and You know, it wouldn't hurt some of the rest of you to let us know you're watching as well. Just a thought. We see hundreds of visits to these services. And occasionally it helps us to know who's behind those visits. Thank all of you. Uh, partners of this ministry for making it possible for us to reach out not only in person but online. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You helped us last year not miss a beat in our financial needs. We supported ten ministries last year. Those you see up here ministering: Pastor Jeremiah, Jean, Pastor Wayne, Deborah, Sharon. Uh, Dr. Romeo, Dona, so many are supported by this ministry, and uh, I thank you for your faithfulness. We invest in people that walk under the covering of this church that we can see and know what they're doing. And uh, thank you for your investment in that. God's going to uh, honor you for every financial seed you sowed. The word says that the reward of a profit goes to those who invest in those who serve. We give the Lord thanks and praise for that. Thank you for your faithfulness. We're in a, a series on wisdom. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we ask you, you who are The heart of all wisdom, in your Son, the Word says, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. So today we ask that by the Holy Spirit we may begin to be able to see things the way you see them. The top-down view, the perspective that comes with, with the ability given by you, your Word and your Spirit, To be able to see things and to process things and to make decisions based on the events and circumstances of life from a perspective that belongs to you. So that we don't live life with knee-jerk reactions, we don't always just reach out there and do what feels right, but that we receive the wisdom of God. We thank you that it's available to us, as you said in James 1 and 5, that if any of you lack wisdom, just ask in faith. And you would grant it without finding fault with us. Father, we've got so many faults, but thank you for the invitation. We ask you by faith right now to grant us wisdom through your spirit, by your word. We ask for the anointing of your spirit on your servant. That you'd receive all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. In Ephesians 1, we begin here with verse 15. I hope you will follow along. The apostle is writing to the church at Ephesus. And uh, there were so many, so many, many who were born again in the city of Ephesus out of a context of paganism. And uh, they were pursuing, Greeks were pursuing Normal, human, fleshly wisdom. In verse 15, we begin, Therefore, I also, after I heard your faith in the Lord, the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. I do it without ceasing, is what the apostle said. Do you know that you ought to be under spiritual leadership that constantly prays for you? That prays for you. I want you to know if the Lord has connected you to this fellowship and these shepherds you were prayed for every day, this is the very prayer that I pray for you and those whom God has sent to connect with this ministry every day. I, I pray this scripture. that. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That he'd pull the curtains back and let you see what it's really like. In the knowledge of him, that he'd really, that knowledge there is not some uh, fact in a book. That word has to do with intimate, personal knowledge. That I really know you. That the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding would be opened, enlightened, and that you may know, here are the things that the prayer is, that you may know these things right here. What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which He worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he, God, put all things under his, Christ's feet and gave him, Christ, to be head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now let's break this down. This prayer that is prayed daily, this prayer that the apostle prayed over the, 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 those who were connected with him in Christ, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would open our hearts that we may receive the spirit of wisdom. See, it's not just wisdom. It is wisdom that comes from the very Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. The Spirit of God knows everything God's thinking. He knows everything He's planning. The Spirit of God. There is a, and Out of the Spirit of God is the, the wisdom of God, that we might receive that wisdom, And revelation that we begin to see more and more every day who He really is. What He's like. That the eyes of our heart would be open to these things. The hope of His calling. What is hope? If you lose your hope, you're going to lose your life. There are three mighty spiritual forces that flow out of God. Now abide these things. Faith. Hope. And agape, love. The greatest of these is love, but those are the three mighty spiritual forces that flow out of the very character and heart of God. Hope is essential for life. <clears throat> what is hope? Hope is that spiritual force that reaches for something that you don't see yet. It is a power that reaches for something you don't see yet. Faith is the assurance of things that you're hoping for. So if you don't have any hope, faith won't work. Faith is the assurance of things. How does faith come? By what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when God says something to your hope, then you know in the Spirit you have it. You don't have it when you see it. You have it when you believe it because he spoke to your hope. But if you don't have any hope, faith has nowhere to go. Hope is that spiritual force inside of you that keeps on reaching for something that you don't see yet a desired result. And when that hope is in line with the word and the will of God, that is a powerful force. Don't let anything or anybody steal your hope. Do you know there are hope stealers everywhere? They can be right there in your own family. You can see them at the doctor's office. You can see them in your business. You can look at your checkbook and lose hope. There are hope stealers everywhere. Your best friends will sometime not understand and don't mean to, but they can be hope stealer. Even those closest to you. If you've been reading or listening to a lot of the local and national news lately, it'll steal your hope. You better mitigate the time you spend in that. There are hope stealers everywhere, and I want to tell you hope stealers, and many of them don't even realize it, but they are, they are acting in cooperation with the thief. Jesus said the thief, the enemy, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the, one of the most powerful things the enemy uses to steal is, is, is your hope. He's after your hope. If, you don't, if, if your hope's gone, You have, life begins to lose. It begins to to diminish. Guard against the thieves of hope. The circumstances, the voices of hope, ask the Lord to be quick to help you understand it. If you say, well, pastor, I live with people who steal my hope all the time. Well, you walk away sometimes and you get before God and said, in the name of Jesus, the hope that is on the inside of me, placed there by the Spirit of God, I declare nothing and nobody will steal that hope. Nothing and nobody will steal that hope. But what if things don't turn out the way I think they should? That don't have anything to do with hope. Sometimes you can be so hurt. Sometimes you can be so disappointed. Sometimes you can be so confused. Sometimes you, you, you can be overwhelmed, run over with a, like a truck in life, but if there's hope there somewhere, you'll get up the next day. There is a power of hope that gives you the ability to function when everything in your life is, is, is diminished and, and, and you're, you're in all the pain. You've, ne- you've never experienced it like this before. Hope will get you up because it comes from the very resurrection of Jesus. So the prayer is that the spirit of of wisdom and hope are connected. It is not wise to let go of your hope. The eyes of our heart will be open that we'll know what the hope of his calling is. You say, well, Pastor, I don't have a calling. Yes, you do. The Word says, when He saw you and loved you, He chose you. And when He saw you and loved you and chose you, He called you. Call me to do what? It's not what He's called you to do, it's who He's called you to be. He called you as His son, His daughter. That's more powerful than anything you can do is who he's called you to be. Called you to be a member of his family, his son and daughter, forever in Jesus' name. Now, out of that identity of being his son and daughter, the Lord will give you assignments. But assignments are not greater than calling. Those assignments will change over time. God may have assigned you to to be the wife, the husband, father, the mother, the, the grandparent. He may call you to be the head of the business that he's. he's make, he may have called you to be a faithful employee, knowing that your real boss is the Lord Himself. The Lord may give you assignments to have a ministry is your life's work. That's That's not the majority. That is, read Ephesians 4. Uh, There are some of us who call that that is our life work. But you know, understand this, that God has called you to be his son and daughter and he will put you in assignments that are holy to him. Is that work you're doing, is that holy to you? It ought to be. Jesus spent 30 years living with the family and running, helping his dad run the family business and only three in ministry. Every disciple that Jesus called were business people. That's a calling. It's an assignment. It's holy. It ought to be to you. Powerful. Understand. Lord, show me that I'm called to be your child. What assignments have you, have you called me to be? Then to understand what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know what, we we are so programmed in our reading and study of the scripture, we're so excited. Do you know that, that the first few verses, verses three through seven of this chapter talks about our inheritance in Christ. In Christ we are holy and righteous and blameless and beloved and accepted and forgiven. Our inheritance. But this prayer says that we may get revelation, wisdom and revelation of what His, inherit, His inheritance in us. Why didn't it say our inheritance in Him? We have that. That's foundational. His inheritance. What did God inherit with you? What did He inherit with me? He brought many sons to glory through the life and death and resurrection of his son. All he cared about was relationship with you. His inheritance, see, God's into family. And whether you're single or whether you have a marriage partner or whatever, you are a member of the only family that's going to live forever. The only family. These families down here, all of us that are in them, there are failures and weaknesses. But the key is, do you belong to the family that's going to live forever? God's inheritance in you and me is that he bought us into his family through his son. That's what he was after. You are not a ploy In a plan, you are a son and daughter in a holy family. Boy, that ought to bless us right there. God, give us greater revelation of your inheritance in us. And notice what he says here. That we might know. Boy, here's where the church misses it. We miss What is the exceeding? The greatness of his dunamis, his dynamic power toward us who believe. Do you believe? Well, what we need to pray and open our hearts to receive every day is the power of that resurrection life. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Do you know that there's a power at work in you right now that's greater than death? Do you know that the work, the power that is at work in you, the resurrection life in Jesus is greater than anything else that could, could come against you? That is, the, that is the power that is resurrection power and it is seated in Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father. But notice the limitations of that power. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. The the apostle uses these terms most of the time in, in in his books, his letters to the church in our Bible to talk about demonic spirits under the control and authority of Satan. But that name is far above all principality and power, and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. My, my. Resurrection authority. That name. There is no other name with that authority besides Jesus. He put all things. How many is all? Can you count all? Is anything excluded in all? He put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him, who the church, the collective, unified body of Christ wherever it exists. That's the church. It is that called out group of those who were born again by the Spirit of God, receive the grace of God. That church is, is everywhere where there's a man or a woman who has received the very life of Jesus by the Spirit through God's grace, receiving him by faith. It's the church. We don't realize the authority that God has placed in us, not only individually, but especially collectively as a body. The church has the authority in the name of Jesus over all demonic spirits, all all regiments of demonic spirits, all principalities, powers, every name that is named, the name of Jesus. Philippians 2 says that Jesus Christ, who eternally existed with God the Father, didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. He already was. But he humbled himself by becoming a man and all all the limits, the limitations, walking in a human body, having a choice by faith and in obedience, He humbled himself by becoming obedient, even to the point of death. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him a name far above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you ever speak the name of Jesus and the authority of the risen Lord over your situation? Do you ever invite him in and declare that he is the head and he has all authority in heaven and earth? Have you? Don't put your hope in circumstances or in people, but in the resurrected Jesus who sits before the throne of God. He is head over all things. I don't know, uh, church, if you've been watching as I have, and been listening to the Spirit of God during this time of pandemic and all the turmoil that is in this world and in this country. It's such a temptation, and without realizing it, we begin to put our faith and trust and even hope in people. How foolish, how disappointing that the body of Jesus would put our security in a platform, a party, a man, and fail to exert as much energy in prayer as we do in wishing and hoping and arguing about stuff that can't change eternity. There is a name above every name. There is a power and an authority that is far greater than American government. That is above every name, the name of Jesus. It's not wrong to pull and to pray and to want and to express opinions and to vote. But never forget who the sovereign Lord over all is. Never forget that. Never forget the only one who has the power and the authority to effect change that will last sits on the throne of heaven. Never forget. The Word of God says that we are to pray for all of those who are in authority. The Word of God says that we are to obey those who are in authority over us and to pray for them. That's the clear direction of the Word of God. We're citizens of a kingdom that lasts forever. Not something that's going to change every few years. Don't forget that. The name above every name. If we get to the point that we actually believe that there is a platform or a group of people who will destroy our lives instead of the Lord in whom we have put our security for eternity. Something's wrong with us. We better get it right on back here. To the truth. To the truth. The name above every name is the name of Jesus. The kingdom of God. So what should we pray? The spirit of wisdom would grant us hope. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of wisdom would open our eyes to the inheritance of our Father and us as his son and daughter. The riches of the glory of that. God help us to get more revelation of it every day. And that we would get revelation of the authority in the name of Jesus to the church, the body of Christ. The Word of God is clear that we ought to be connected. We ought to be connected to a body of believers. And that body of believers, as you look at the New Testament model, ought to have spiritual leadership in it. There is power in not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, connecting with the body of Christ. I know that some are having to do that virtually now, but somehow, some way, we need to be connected to each other because he said so. I know this, I have spiritual leadership in my life to whom I listen and to whom I submit. Is God's plan. There's power in the body of Christ. And God has ordained that through Christ we are to exert the influence of the kingdom. The kingdom of God in this earth. Pastor, I'm really disappointed in the way some things have turned out. Well, you know, maybe what you ought to do is go to the Lord and say, Father, thank you that the hope that you've given me is still there, regardless if I feel it or not. What is my assignment through this hope? What is my responsibility through this hope? All of you know then the mighty long journey that Dean and I had, and our son's exit to be with the Lord. You know that that was not the result we wanted. That was not what we prayed for, believed for, nor stood. You say, well, how do you you understand and describe that? I can't. I don't know. Here's what I do know, though. There is a power of hope that was with me when I didn't want to get up. Some of you have never been to the place where you didn't want to get up anymore. You may get there. The power of hope is what will sustain you. The power of hope will be something that you don't even know nor understand, but there is a power of hope that is given to you if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let anything or anybody steal it from you. And I want to tell you something, those of you who have been punched mightily, through death, through circumstances, through even the enemy himself, you ought to live every day in the power of hope. Make the enemy, the, the instigator of death, pay every day that you breathe. And that comes through connection to the power of of him who has authority over life and death. Jesus said it like this, Matthew 18 Matthew 28:18. All authority in heaven and earth is given to me. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? John 11 The authority of the name of Jesus, connected to the wisdom of God. So make up your mind that God, I'm going to connect with that wisdom that is eternal, that has a perspective way beyond what I can see today. That you're at work mightily and that you even cause all things to work together for your good not because all things that happen are good but you have the power to make everything work together for good because of your mighty power so I submit to you I'm yours and I ask you for that wisdom that connects me to hope that opens the gates of my mind that I may see how this pleases you that I'm your son or daughter that I may get connected to the power of the resurrection that is in your church, your body. I want you to bow your heads with me. Would you just do business with the Lord today about this thing called the wisdom of God? Whatever circumstance of life you're in today, would you just say, Holy Spirit, God of all hope, Thank you for your faithfulness. I cast myself on you today. There are some times I don't know anything except you alone. And I declare today it's enough. I'm your son, I'm your daughter. I love you and bless you. I'm going to ask one thing here today before we go. I'm going to ask that if the Holy Spirit has spoke to you today about any of these issues in the scriptures that we mention, would you just signify it by standing right where you are? Let us pray with you and for you. I'm not going to... Father, you see all of our hearts and you know where we are you know in this world and in the circumstances of this life there are many attacks on our hope there are many voices that tell us that you're not there you're not at work but today we declare that your word is the truth. Your word is the truth. Not what we see or think or feel. And your word says that we belong to a God who's already won the victory. That there is nothing or nobody that can steal from us that which you have promised is ours and provided through your Son. So today. We declare we belong to you. You're our hope, you're our wisdom. And we're gonna begin to use the authority that's in the name of Jesus to dispel the darkness through the power of your light. Forgive us for looking to sources besides you for our security. You are our security. And you're greater than any and every platform or person. We declare that you are God. Now, I minister to these who are standing today, Father, and admitting the desire to connect with you in power. Your wisdom, your hope your identity your authority grant them greater revelations of it father and all of those who are hearing this voice would you do the same lord would you impart it in the mighty and holy name of jesus christ just take a moment now worship him pray Receive by faith what the Lord may be saying to you. assured you're prayed for every day by your pastors every day how much we love and appreciate you I want you to make sure you're here next week Pastor Jeremiah Castile will be preaching for us he'll have a great word for us as he always does we look forward to that go with God he's going with you we'll see you next week